This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast the artists we have had filmmakers writers critics programmers musicians thinkers defining their combinatorial skills we at metaphysical lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences and also we have tied up with epilog media the podcasting network so you can find us on their website epilogmedia/theartists and of course you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from apple podcast to spotify to geosavan to google podcast everything is mentioned in the description i'm your host suchita and i'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you what is at the intersection of blockchain and filmmaking have you thought of making a film in the metaverse what will this do to the future of storytelling hey guys welcome to another episode of our podcast the artist and it's so good to have all you guys all ears for this specific episode we are in conversation with leo meshet ceo and co-founder of decentralized pictures foundation leo is an emmy award winner he brings a balance of knowledge in film technology and crypto assets as an early adopter of bitcoin leo began conceiving ways to bring blockchain technology to the entertainment industry and its auditability and efficiencies to the filmmaking process enjoy this very interesting episode Hi Leo, welcome to our podcast, The Artist, and thank you for joining in. Thank you for taking our time, and thank you for the wonderful work that you're doing uh, with uh, Decentralized Pictures Foundation. And I'm just going to start with the first question. That something that struck me is that Leo brings a balance of knowledge, film technology, and crypto assets. So when you're talking about these three things, Leo, everyone is still very confused about what does crypto slash Bitcoin slash blockchain technology stand for. Um, well, the the three things I would say. I mean, Bitcoin is store of value. Um, blockchain technology is, you know, uh, really immutability and auditability. Um, and uh, film uh, it can, can benefit from those. really by you know transparency in in a number of uh aspects of of the industry including you know um opportunities uh for for people uh on and off the screen um for you know in terms of diversity uh, and then you know really i think the biggest disruptor at the intersection of all of those is going to be um in, in accounting and and account uh you know collection management because really you know uh, this it's no secret that the film industry uh could be considered uh slightly opaque uh when it comes to accounting methods uh with regards to slates um and, and re- with regards to residuals and and waterfall payments um in terms of revenue of of art hmm. yes when we when we constantly use the word blockchain leo everyone is saying okay it's the blockchain technology so yeah. <laughs> basically just to make you understand just to put it in a very layman's language 
you know, I, I guess I sort of talked about the benefits of it, but at the end of the day, all it is is a, an immutable database um, mm-hmm. that is maintained by all of the, uh, you know, nodes on a network. So, or, or you know, so basically, um, what that means is you have a bunch of people that are contributing to consensus in terms of what the valid database is, and, and that's in the form of a chain of blocks. And each mm-hmm. block has information written into it. And everyone who's helping to maintain the, the database by running a node, uh, you know, syncs up and, and agrees that this is the valid record. Um, so in terms of Bitcoin, it's just a record of transactions. In, in terms of other, you know, smart contract capable blockchains, it is a, a record of, you know, contract calls and, and other information I mean, Bitcoin, um, you know, can do that too now with, with layer two. But at the end of the day, all it is is, is a syncing um, and a consensus of information across all of the nodes on the network. And you can rely on that information being accurate because it would take, you know, all, a significant number, uh, depending on which protocol you're on, if that can change, but a significant number of the nodes to disagree or agree to, in order to make some kind of a change on that you know, database of record um, that's being maintain, maintained by all of those node operators. So um, you can rely on the fact that once something is written into that chain of data, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it, it will be there and it will be auditable and immutable. Absolutely. So Leo, where do we stand? What is the stage that we stand right now in our usage of blockchain and what is the kind of enthusiasm that you see that everyone is talking about it but it was like going blah blah you know every time but you know do you see the adapting of it happening at a very rapid pace yeah i mean it's incredible the pace at which uh this technology is evolving right now mm-hmm. um yes absolutely I, I mean some of the cool projects that have been popping up left and right in terms of you know, DAOs, decentralized autonomous yeah. organization structures mm-hmm. um, for, for running businesses and, wow. uh, you know, the, the way that the, the technology is now being applied to, to the arts is, is where I'm, you know, yes. super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, honestly, it's crazy because it takes so long to, to build something, you know, that's valuable uh, when it comes to software. There's so many steps in terms of, you know, building and debugging and, and building again. And, and um, by the time you finish building something, the technology has already changed so much that you're like, <laughs> oh man, maybe I should have waited a little and I could have built this thing in half the time because there, there's all these new tooling uh, sets available, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really remarkable at how quickly uh, the pace at which uh, the technology is evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, what do you intend to do with decentralized pictures? What is your mission statement? That's a great question. Uh, really, it, to boil it down into the simplest terms, and I'm, I'm happy to get granular with this, but uh, it's about talent discovery and, yeah. and, content, and content curation. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're using blockchain as, as a means to an end. Uh, really, it's a tool in our box. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, for our purposes, it's about the incentive to get the world to engage uh, in, in the queries or, or the assessment of creative material 
No. Um, and, and so we can incentivize the participation in that process uh, with blockchain. And then it's also about, you know, the, the, the transparency and, and the immutability factors that I just talked about, right? So we can, you know, conduct a, a, an award vote and, and know that um, all the people that voted, all of the interactions in terms of the submissions yeah. and, and people, you know, endorsing or liking other people's uh, votes on, in terms of what they like, yeah. that, that all that data is going to live in this blockchain. And anyone who wants to go and validate that the vote was fair uh, can do so because it's auditable uh, and immutable and, and permanently engraved, if you will, etched in stone in, into that chain. Um, so and everyone who you know feels the need can can go and validate that data. You know, decentralized pictures is is a five hundred one c three, and and we're giving um, awards for film financing, and we really wanted. Uh, yeah. to, to be able to validate and prove fairness. And uh, a blockchain really is the only way to do that because if we were using a database, you know, anyone who's an admin on the database could go and change something. I mean, sure, someone could uh, monitor that database uh, yeah. and, and see if things have changed. But um, that's essentially what a blockchain does, you know, by virtue of just being a blockchain. And you don't necessarily want to give the world access uh, to your database to, to be monitoring it. I mean, that's sort of the, the difference between a decentralized and a centralized uh, data storage. So um, yeah, I, I hope I answered your question yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we really want to just discover great talent and, and curate great t content and, uh, you know, support the cinematic arts uh, to the best of our ability. And, and we're so, you know, we're very excited about, our mission and you know we're excited to, to launch the platform hopefully next month um and yeah uh see who who we can discover i mean it's going to be awesome yeah. Yeah. To, to find some really interesting stuff um, yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's wonderful and the award vote that you mentioned it's almost like giving a competition to algorithms that constantly decide your content in the ott platform and this is going to be like more human deciding what human stories that needs to be told and touched. Yeah, you know, it's, I would say it's akin to uh, um, network intelligence, right? Like yeah. uh, um, all of these people sort of coming together to help make a decision. It's, it's almost, you know, uh, like an opinion market. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think that there, there's great value in that because it, it's, it's not something that is, um, you know, really quantifiable say by a computer or it would be very difficult uh to to analyze creative material uh in a artificial intelligence type of way yeah. um it, it's a very subjective thing and you know yeah. there's this whole cultural influence that happens um in your in your critique of, of something that's creative yeah. uh and i, I feel and like how does a computer know if something's funny or not. I mean, I guess you could you could exactly. program that potentially yes. in there. Yeah. Um, but there, there's sort of nuances to that that, that would be quite difficult to uh, quantify. So um, I feel like it, it takes this this human nature to really you know uh, quantify a subjective thing like is is a scene funny or uh, is is you know this scene dramatic yes. and 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 meaningful? Are these yeah. characters? Um, you know, uh, inspiring or do they, you know, mm. uh, 
does the subject matter strike a chord with an audience? It's yeah. somewhat difficult to to do that. Uh, well, very difficult, I would say, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Do you see this this more democratic way of making films, where some people come together and vote for a story or a film? That's going to transform the way we are going to tell the story in the future. Because till now, we have been, you know, actually the data is deciding us. The computers, the algorithms are deciding for us that what we should watch. But this becomes more demo- democratic, and that's going to change the kind of stories that get selected. Sure, I I I do think that. I, I mean, to a certain extent, um, the way the algorithms work is is democratic as well, right? Because mm-hmm. they're taking the, like the algorithm is taking data based on what people are consuming. Uh, and when you're scrolling mm-hmm. through uh, a Netflix, um, mm-hmm. for example, you're looking at covers, you're watching trailers, you're, you're kind of deciding what you want to, to watch and what you're playing for say 10 minutes and then turning mm-hmm. off if you don't like it or you yeah. know, following through to the beginning, uh, to the end. Yeah. Um, and so in a way, I mean, truly, actually, it, it is mm-hmm. democratic because the algorithm is basing its decision on what to serve the next person based on the activity of, of the previous, you know, numerous people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sort of flaw there, I think, is yeah, um, it's hard to, again, it's very nuanced, right? It's, it's hard to uh, say, OK, so how do you how do you label the, how do you put a label on on say a film right yeah. there's keywords there's there's actors uh, yeah. there's you know maybe directors there's subject matter um, there's all these ways to sort of uh, describe it but you can't really describe a well-told story right like what it what makes a very good film um, that's where you need the the human interaction to to come in and say yeah um, wow, that was so inspiring. Those characters were great. Uh, the story was just remarkable. The plot line, you know, like all of these types of things. So you can, you can label a film and, and then you can serve that into an algorithm and say, okay, people want more action comedy with this actor, uh, with, uh, you know, this genre. Um, and let's replicate that. Let's take all those, <laughs> those uh, keywords and let's go make a film that's action, comedy, you know, <laughs> all of those aspects. But it doesn't mean it's going to be a good film necessarily. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then then uh, I, I guess it, it is democratic. But your question, just to get back to it, is yeah. you use the human brain to, to actually analyze creative. They can go deeper. They can feel the nuance of the creative and they can, um, you know, say, wow, actually, this is super interesting and, and this is very well um, thought out and, and it's well told story. Um, and so uh, in that sense, the decision in which what content gets made at a granular level uh, yeah. is going to be democratic. And that's what we're, we're trying to do. And that's going to be like, I feel that that's going to have an edge over what a creator goes through when you are, uh, your content is judged just by algorithms so here we have a human interaction as well that's Um, right do you see this trend being caught by a lot of other people as well in the business absolutely uh and you know we we have sort of collective groups on on twitter and Mm -hmm. and other places on the internet of you know what we're calling film three uh collectives um okay 
uh, is sort of, you know, the next step of evolution of, yeah. of the film industry. Uh, and, mm. uh, you know, the way we all see it, and there's this really wonderful vibe that's, that's happening where, you know, we're all kind of going for in similar directions and trying to achieve similar goals. But uh, there's this wonderful sort of collaboratory, uh, you know, ethos about yeah. it. Uh, and it, mm. it reminds me of, you know, the cafe culture of yes. cinema, early cinema in the, uh -huh. in the 60s and 70s that yes. uh, Zoetrope was founded on. Um, and, you know, it's really cool. Uh, it's really, really interesting time right now. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, you know, so many problems uh, with every industry, but in particular with film and, and you know, everyone is working on, well, not everyone, but th there are a lot of people working on, you know, all of these things simultaneously. And, you know, I'm sure some will succeed and some won't, but um, yeah, it, there's a big movement in terms of sort of the intersection of blockchain and film as, as people are calling film three. And it's really wonderful to, to see all the, all the building and, and you know, energy yeah. that's going into it. Yeah. Do you, did you see, because this is like, as you're saying, the next level, the next step for filmmaking, and that's going to be perhaps revolutionary. What are you expecting in terms of the kind of stories that might change in the process? Do you see, or the kind of filmmakers that might emerge in the process? Uh, do you see a lot of transformation? Because now we are talking about not just a certain area, not just a certain country or a region, we're talking about global filmmaking. So when we are talking about people coming to uh, to the, to DCP, registering, joining, putting in their you know stuff there, what what's what's the transformation that you're expecting that has not happened till now in the industry? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um, so you know, just to to take one step back for a second and say mm -hmm. you know that our community thus far is you know English speaking, uh, mm -hmm. we are going to track signups in the DCP platform in terms and, and ask people to hopefully give us the info on what other languages do you speak so right. that we can we can get to a, uh, a critical mass uh, to start taking submissions and start having um, you know funding rounds in other languages mm. me personally I, I mean I speak some French but I you know I, I wish I was I wish I spoke every language but um, <laughs> the key thing here is that we need people to be able to analyze creative in other languages yeah. in our community before we can start taking submissions in those languages. But yeah. to answer your question, um, yes, anywhere in the world, we are going to start uh, taking English submissions or, you know, foreign language films that are at least translated into English subs so that our community and, and the people that are on there currently yeah. uh, can actually, you know, <laughs> um, look at it and, and give it, you know, some, some thought in terms of, what's happening. Um, but uh, so, so, you know, we are somewhat limited to the global, uh, yeah. you know, creative world um, by the language barrier, but um, our goal is absolutely to, to start supporting more and more languages. Um, but, you know, just to talk about that a, a little deeper, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time because there have been some companies out there in the past that have sort of accepted um, what, what we call unsolicited material, uh, through public submission portals. Uh, Amazon Studios was one. Um, but what happens is 
you know, it, it's like the drinking from a fire hose problem. You, you open up the floodgates and you get so much stuff. You yes. need to, you know, have all of these filter, people yes. to, yeah. to filter through it and, yes. and review it all. Yeah. Uh, so the way we're trying to solve that problem is um, by outsourcing the review to the world through this incentivization uh, mechanism that I, that I just sort of touched on earlier. Hmm. Uh, and um, that incentivization is really, you know, think of it like Kickstarter in reverse. So yeah. rather than going out to the world and asking them, hey, can you give me some money for my project? You're going to really like this project. You want me to, to make it. So give me some money and I'll go out and make it. Yeah. Uh, you're doing the opposite. You're saying, hey, I'm submitting my project to DCP. Uh, I'm going to put this much money into the bounty, uh, yeah. call it a, a digital escrow or a, a you know, smart contract. Yes. Um, and anyone who comes along and gives me an opinion on if they like my project or not will yeah. share in, in, in that smart contract. And they'll, they'll be paid out dynamically based on how important the opinion they gave is. So they can write a comprehensive review. And yeah. if it, you know, is well received by the rest of the community and people start upvoting it like, oh, I agree with that. That's exactly how I thought of that material uh, should be analyzed. They can click and upvote someone else's, you know, previous work. And mm. um, then that person that, that has a more important review to the community uh, will not only, you know, gain more user reputation, but, but also share uh, uh, the lion's share, not lion's share, but a larger portion of the bounty compared to someone who writes three words and says, yeah, it's cool. Um, you know, sure, maybe that's what you thought. It's cool. Um, but the community will decide which reviews of material are more important to them by endorsing mm. them in mm. that way. Mm. Um, so uh, that's that's how we hopefully intend to solve the drinking from a fire hose problem by, mm. you know, outsourcing it to the world by and paying the world yes. uh, in mm. a peer to peer fashion. Really, we're we're not paying the world. The, the submitter is yeah. paying the reviewers to tell yeah. them if if they like their material or not, and and hopefully that can solve that problem and, oh, and get back to yeah. what you were saying before uh, you know is it going to be a global creative um you know industry yeah. you know, a, a greater creative a global creative industry because of blockchain tech i think through these types of incentive mechanisms uh that's how we can try to achieve that you know uh i can't say it's going to be perfect uh you know it, it's it's a tough problem to solve, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I hope we're taking the right approach. And I hope the community, if we did screw it up somehow, will, will help us to make it better over time uh, to you know, really solve that problem in, in the best way possible. But yes, the goal is, <laughs> is to do that. Um, but there's, there's some yeah. serious thinking that needs to go into to how you do it. So. Yeah. But Leo, tell me about the community, the people who are going to review it. Are you going to select them or it's going to be voluntary? How do you guys are going to go about that? Great question. Um, we're, we're not going to select them. Anyone yeah. in the world can come and they can mm. join the platform. And, and that's mm. actually very important to us uh, to, to achieve what we were just talking about in the last question um, is, you know, make it uh, inclusive. And so, you know, a, a submission fee in certain places around the world is, could be super expensive where, you know, in, in other places, it's like it's not that much money. Um, and why should one artist have to work for, you know, yeah. a certain amount of time when yeah. another is, is just sort of spending some, some pocket change, right? Um, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So we've designed the system in such a way that it compensates everyone who participates totally, uh, fairly. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're in a mansion in 
Beverly Hills or, you know, a developing nation somewhere, um, you're going to be totally treated fairly in terms of how you earn on the platform. Um, and and uh, so the reason that, you know, anyone can sign up and anyone can participate is, and for free, is is because we, we wanted to be totally inclusive. So, for example, a person can can sign up, they can just start to review, uh, and they will start to earn um, based for, for giving their opinion, if, if they're giving, you know, um, you know, very earnest and honest reviews, and, and the community is agreeing with the reviews, they're going to earn more and more quickly, and they can build up enough of a balance so that they can submit their own project down the road and never have to actually pay anything. They just mm. need to work for it. Um, and, and those are the people that are probably going to be the most successful on the platform because they will have wow. reviewed and seen so many other people's submissions and they'll have the advantage of seeing what's working and, and what's not. Whereas someone mm. who comes and joins the platform and just buys a submission fee, not really having looked at all of the, the other previous submissions and what's been successful, um, they're at a disadvantage because they're kind of just shooting from the hip or, you know, oh, here's my trailer. Here's my, um, you know. Yeah pitch videos my treatment and my stuff mm. you know my summary and my log line but mm -hmm. uh they're not they haven't seen like it was amazing we did a, a beta test with um usc Film, uh, school of cinematic arts mm -hmm. and some of the the uh, pitch videos that people were, were submitting were really super creative um and you know i'm, I'm so excited to see what people start coming up with and, and what's resonating with audiences uh, to, to get their, their visions across the world in a way that is really easily digestible and, and mm. is, um, you know, catchy and, and, you know, people don't want to look away. They want to hear more about the story because of the way that you're pitching it. So in a way, it's almost like a next uh, step in, in the evolution of how you pitch a project. Um, and because, you know, you're not going into a boardroom with, you know, a couple executives at a, at a studio and, you know, talking about your vision and, and your, you know, um, yes. your approach to the film and all of the aesthetic kind of tones uh, of the creative, yeah. uh, which you should do. I, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but um, I think that just the way that like, he's, are you going to do voiceover? Are you going to do a, a talking head selfie? Are, are you going to, you know, um, have some reference materials in terms of visuals and, and the tone that you're going for with the project? And you can actually cr create that quite easily with stock footage or, you know, um, yes. taking other footage and, and give people a really cool sense of what it is you're trying to achieve and, and make them, you know, super excited about your project and, and vote for it. What happens to the films that get made? Good question. <laughs> and I'll try and keep this more brief. I apologize. <laughs> no. It's very, you know, exciting. Uh, uh, so essentially let's just say uh, any given contest or award as we call it uh, is narrowed down to a finalist group. Mm -hmm. uh, we will give support to, to that entire group. You know, we will try and, you know, get all of the finalists uh, in, in with, you know, say a talent agent or a manager uh, or potentially match them up with production companies that we think are a good aesthetic fit for, for their content. Um, of course, there's no guarantees that any yes. of those partner companies will, will take on uh, yeah. the, the talent or the material. But, yeah. you know, our goal, like I said at the start of this, is, is to, you know, uh, discover talent and elevate talent. Um, yeah. But the winner, uh, we will shepherd them. Um, not, not only will they get the financing award, of course, and, and the support from DCP and its network, 
uh, in the same way um, as the finalists, we will actually act in, in an executive producer type role. We are putting money into mm. this film. Yeah. Uh, we will enter into a financing agreement with the filmmaker. Yeah. And we will um, help to guide them to the extent that they want our guidance uh, through uh, you know, the life cycle of the film, uh, depending if it's finishing funds or if they're at the development stage, um, you know, do they need, uh, you know, production legal? Do, do they need, you know, music or, or color or um, any post-production services that we can help with? Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we are financiers in, in yeah. the traditional sense. Yeah. Um, we will enter into in industry standard financing agreements with, with these filmmakers. Yeah. Um, one thing that it's important to note is we decentralized pictures will not own any of the IP. We don't want to take any okay. IP away from the filmmakers. Yeah. We want to give, you know, enable them to and, and have them, you know, be in the position of having the best leg to stand on when they go and, and you know, potentially negotiate uh, sales and distribution. Um, and, um, but yeah, we, we uh, will do everything in our power to help them recoup our, our investment and, and for decentralized pictures as an, as an organization to, to share in the profits um, with the intention of taking all that, you know, potentially uh, earned revenue and putting it back into the fund um, for the next artist. So we want to create yeah. this evergreen film fund. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's in our best interest to, to support the filmmakers, to help them do that and make sure yeah. that the films are, are executed in a commercially viable way. Yeah. 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 So that's great. I was going to ask you who's going to own the IP. So yeah, the, it's all like you just answered it. The IP remains with the makers, the filmmakers. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. So tell me, tell me, Leo, um, as we move forward, where do you see, where do you see filmmaking? We talk about the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, there's so many cool opportunities in in that space. Um, I think it's still sort of at this infancy phase. You know, uh, I feel like <laughs> there's sort of this critical oh. um, decision that sort of happens. I mean, look at uh, you know VR, for example. Yeah. There was this huge buzz uh, about VR a few years ago, but it never quite, mm, you know, went from this like, oh, it's going to be huge to actually it's it's mainstream and everyone is watching things in yeah. VR now. Um, there's some critical aspects. But not not, not here, not everywhere. Yeah. No, it totally. I, I mean, yeah. not to say that it won't still happen. I mean, there's probably going to be some breakthrough that... <laughs> makes people you know want to sit for hours with their vr headset on but anyway um i think uh yeah you know it's 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 a tough one what advantages can filmmaking or filmmakers have with everyone talking about metaverse you know what i mean where do you see that helping us yeah so i mean I guess the reason I talked about VR is because the metaverse is at this sort of critical turning point, right? I think oh. there are a lot of people right now. I mean, look at Decentraland it, it's, and others, Sandbox, et cetera, they're where people are going. And, and um, you know, for example, there's, uh, I think it's called Granting, Wishing, Granting Wishes Studios has built a, a metaverse theater. And they just, this week, uh, the other day had a, a film festival there where they, they showed oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. and, and they, they, they gave out popes or poaps as, as they're called, you know, these sort of um, these NFTs that prove you were at, at a place at a certain time. And, and they're yeah. super cool actually. 
uh, I don't know if you know about poops, but um, and they called them poop corns or pope corns, <laughs> and um, it uh, it was they all got sold out so quick, um, so it was obviously very successful, um, which is awesome. But I so I think the metaverse will play a role absolutely in in those these immersive kind of experiences as they relate to to the film industry, um, mm. and they already are, you know, like this company is already doing that. Um, uh, I think that, you know, depending on how well it catches on, you will start mm. to see the incumbents enter into that space. Um, and actually Decentralized Pictures has entered into to, um, some conversations already about creating, uh, uh, you know, planting a flag for a virtual studio wow. in the metaverse and then talking to other companies that are in our network to, also do the same and and create what we're calling a virtual studio city, um, a meta studio city, if you will, um, where you know all of the various companies that are you know kind of trying to be on the forefront of technology are, are representing their their brand in in the metaverse and you know of course build a theater and, and a writer's room and um, mm. you know uh, an NFT art gallery where people can you know, see all of these interesting outtakes from films or, you know, interviews behind the scenes, um, cool character art uh, that can be, you know, purchased potentially by metaverse, you know, um, citizens. Wow. Uh, and, and, you know, you could have shops um, and, you know, merchandise and all of these other interesting things. And then to go really crazy deep, it, there are people talking about actually filming in the metaverse right so like <laughs> where, where you, you you know you have your camera guy and you're using your 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 keyboard to like you know set the shot um and then the then the two people uh, you know the actors are are actually you know avatars that come and have a conversation in frame and then like frame. and then like piecing together this story that's actually filmed in the perspective of being in the metaverse, you know, like wow. so that's happening too. And it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's going to become a thing necessarily, but it's yeah. definitely super cool. <laughs> yeah. It's super cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, anything is possible. Yeah. So yeah, great. So Leo, any parting words for the filmmakers listening to the podcast? Yeah, please uh, join us in, in this um, experimental mission that we're embarking on. Uh, we need your help uh, to make it a reality. We, we feel like it's an honorable mission. We, we want to, you know, really um, and truly discover some awesome artists and, you know, help us in that decision-making process. Um, one of the, <laughs> for me anyway, um, you know, one of the biggest sort of like things that irked me about pitching this to people is there are some people in the incumbent, um, you know, status quo film industry who believe truly that people don't know what they want to see. You have to tell them what to like through advertising. And um, yeah. those people basically think that they decide what culture is because arts do shape culture. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, the, the attitude is like, hey, guys, you know, hold on a sec. We love what you're doing. We think it's, you know, great. But people don't know what they like. We tell them what to like, you know, yeah. it's just like, what is that really, is that really true? Uh, are we that sort of as, as a society or are we that sort of like brainwashed by what we're fed through the yeah. media? I mean, I guess it's true 
to a certain extent it is, but uh, do we want it to continue like that? Um, And, you know, by joining us and and being a part of of what art, uh, you know, in a democratic way, uh, hopefully gets made um, is, you know, helping us with the experiment. If hopefully that isn't real and that isn't true. because it's kind of, in my mind, depressing if that's really the case. Um, So uh, let's try and prove that wrong. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Leo, for your time. Have a great day. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you. So are you guys ready for the blockchain technology and the new era that it's going to usher in filmmaking sooner than what we think? I'm pondering on this this weekend. You should too. For regular updates on the episodes, you can follow us on my Instagram and Twitter handle Metaphysical Lab, and you can find me on LinkedIn.